Welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, Tim Taylor. And Hello. It's, it's been a little bit, so this has. is, is going to be uh, sort of like an all-encompassing episode about what we missed last week, um, what has happened between last week and now, and what's going to be happening in the future here um, as far as sports goes, the, the, the sports that we cover. And then we'll we'll touch on what we're going to get into on a later episode as well because there's a lot. So, yeah, yeah, I, expect an unpack of the Bruins postseason, but I we're not going to go too much further down than that down the road than that because there is so much to talk about. Um, we were going to get one out for you on Friday, but we, we were looking at Saturday and Sunday game sevens, and we we said you know we're just going to push and we're going to yeah deal with the whatever the outside of that is yeah i mean you know we, we everyone saw the series i'm sure all of you listened to a thousand other things just like we do too so we wanted this to end up being reactionary uh so we'll start with the ice obviously and uh did not end up where we wanted it to end up uh your, your takeaway on game seven so let me just say before we get to game seven quickly that i knew that this was going to go seven i had said at the beginning that it was going to go six. And I said, I, I predicted Bruins in six. But what I mean by I knew it was going seven was when they lost game five, I knew that they would come home. And I wasn't feeling very confident, but I was like, they're going to win just so that they give me hope and then rip it away in game seven. Because that's usually how it goes when we lose in game seven. If we were to win, obviously, it's it's the opposite. But it always feels like you get hope. You get the, this like you think that you it's possible. Start throwing money on the on on being set up for failure, <laughs> but only don't bet on the failure. You know, Just and, and on, look, you should have bet your life on Game Six if you knew it like that. It was it was possible to win that game. You know, we didn't show up like Seven, we needed yeah. to. Yeah. And that's no, I of... saw I saw us try to get together in the first five minutes. Yep. And then I saw us play the final minute of the game. And then I didn't see us at all, other than that. Yeah, I mean, and, offense, and to offense. be fair, their goalie was saving everything. We had some good he chances, was, but, but not to, good enough. To be unfair, horrible. Yeah. We, I can't remember a, a good shot in, in the offensive zone. I can remember a dozen just going there, awful turnovers. Just like panicky, give the puck away, you're not even really pressured. And... And, uh, you know, a lot of dumping the puck and not a lot of dumping the puck panning out at all. I like that it, you... It was so uh, frustrating to watch. I like that you bring up the turnovers because I think... I'm gonna Panic, go. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that that was my biggest frustration in this series was that there were so many turnovers and there were so many, oh. like, just throwing it to the area where a guy might be. And Carolina's too good to just let so that happen. Up. It never panned out. They will eat that puck up every time and take it right into your zone effortlessly, by the way. They, they, I know, and we didn't play that way at home. No. And I, I was just hoping we wouldn't play that way on the road once more. You know, it's not even act like you've been there before. You've been there before. Right. A lot of you have. A lot of you who were committing these turnovers, it's just, I don't know. I got, I got a lot of friends who are, are pissed at Cassidy about this. I, I'm, I'm, we just, 
we didn't play good at all. I just I, I was really disappointed. No, and that's it. That play. that's what it all boils down to, right? Is that they just did not play well enough offensively because Swayman did everything he could to keep them into yeah. that game. Hundred percent. And shout out to Swayman for coming in there, having Huge. a hell of an effort. It's a, it's a shame the team couldn't play in front of him. Shout out to Lindholm for coming back, though. I do want to shout that out. Um, the I just can't. It, I can't get over the fact like Carolina is a fantastic team. Ronta's a good goalie. We we had their third string for several games. We lost, I think, a game to their third string. Yeah, Anyways, hey, dude. Regardless, we. We beat ourselves in all of the losses. I really believe that. I really do believe that there's a Bruins team that was playing a bit down the stretch that barely showed up here. And they did in game six, and they did in game four. Uh, you know. Three, four. Three, yeah. You know. Like three, four, and six. They yeah. showed up at home. And like just not even glimpses of them on the road. And I, I, I also, I want to shout out the Carolina fans and, and like a lot of players say it too. I'm I, I hear is like, that's an act low key, like a actually tough arena to play in, like really good home fans, especially in the playoffs. I'm opposite. I, no, I'm giving them no love. That's fine. Yes. We, I think we've done this already, but regardless, I, I, I want the Bruins to march into Montreal and be able to win. So I don't, I don't, I don't give a damn about Raleigh. I'm sorry. Like with all due respect, and, and Andrew's giving you no respect. Well, I got two things well, that I want to say before we wrap just, that up, but I go on. I just, the fact that this team couldn't show up on the road is beyond me. I just don't understand it. And it, and it's, it sucked. It just, it just sucked. I wish I, and I wish Swayman got a game. And I don't know that this would have made a difference. Otherwise we would have lost from a lesser deficit, but I wish Swayman, I wish Swayman got, got the go from the start you know obviously it, it wasn't going to be that down the stretch but yeah but would, at the same time Omar had been he had won nine out of ten or something like no that. i know exactly you know, so I'm it's saying, it, it, it wasn't going to be that i know that but right. you know hindsight 2020 i'm just saying out of curiosity i would have sure. loved to have seen what that would have looked like i don't know that it would have been much different but um or any different at all i don't know i don't know i don't believe that we steal one of those games if we switch swayman i think we lose by less you know, obviously, the, the the moral of the story of games one and two is we did not get the scoring going much like we didn't in the regular season against them. Then we finally, I think, matched our entire total between the first two games and the regular season in game three. And then, you know, doubled it in game four and just still just wouldn't get it going. Five was quiet. It's just, I don't know. It was, fr- it was a frustrating series to watch because it wasn't like I would have rather have just gotten stomped. That's the best way like, to describe it. It, like, it was just so frustrating because it was so up and down. It was like the ga- the team from one, two, and and five were they were all the same. You know, every game was the, exactly the same out out in Carolina. Carbon copies, like it, and, se- and seven and seven was a lot of that, right? But they weren't yeah. even like th- two, uh, three, four, and six, just completely different. The opposite of that, and. I know that home ice gives you like an advantage and whatnot, but I mean, yeah. to be able to score five or six or however many goals, like, and then get one in Carolina and stuff like that, it's just shout out to Boston, but we're not giving the Bruins five goals, you know? Yeah, I, dude, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know what it was. I I just but frustration I, is the, I just felt is like the best it was they it. couldn't show up on the road and they couldn't. 
take the booze and I, I they, they just played with the yips it just really looked like the yips to me like all those turnovers and like i know you say in the whole series and they just each one was so cutting and like i don't i don't know i don't know where i stand like this this series was so physical and then game seven it was like not not at all yeah and like i understand that sometimes in the cup you see that it's mostly for the cup you know first round and i thought i thought it was weird and i thought that was kind of our game and like we're still getting dumb penalties but we're drawing them when we get a little extracurricular i don't know i i don't know if that disappeared on our end if it was a mutual disappearance but i i don't think that helped i I know it's kind of hurt us in this series but even like you go down three to one and just like nothing to get you going. Like, I don't like, were we tired? I don't know. You know, what's interesting to me really didn't feel like they showed up until a minute was left and we had six on five. Yeah. This isn't an excuse. This is more of a curiosity that I noticed while watching these games. And I don't know if you noticed it as well, but I wish that we had a player that we could ask about it because it seemed like, the ice was a lot choppier in Carolina. The puck was bouncing a lot more. And I wonder if there is some kind of advantage that Carolina is, you know, they know how to play on that ice, obviously. And again, yeah. this isn't you hear an excuse. Gerard talking about Madison Square and how the ice is in rougher condition like the day after a concert. Right. And that. So, um, so I just wonder if yeah, that played know. a factor, too, of like, they know a little bit better how the puck's going to bounce and this and that. And maybe not, you know, four or five goals ahead of us worth but like i wonder how much that affects a player going from one because clearly i mean something had to be different to play the way that you played completely opposite from home and away something has to be different and i don't know if it's attitude i don't know if it's you know tiredness or whatever it is or if it's the ice but something clearly wasn't the same and i don't know what that was but i would just be curious you know to see if yeah it felt like something like that I'll tell you another X factor that, you know, I, I think the Bruins would have been pretty cool to, to get in on, um, you know, Max Domi. <laughs> Listen, dude, I would have hey. loved to have him on our, on our team and I wanted him at the deadline. I thought that he would have been a good addition, especially yes. if they were getting rid I of DeBrusque, but uh-huh. there was no, nobody expected him to play that way in that game. He's got it in him. He beat us alone. I understand, but like nobody expected that. Hey, all I'm saying is, uh, down the stretch, a difference-making addition to your team. I agree. The deadline. I mean, clearly, there's you can't disagree. No, <laughs> no one can. He won the game, so uh, I don't know. It's just it's it's impressive to see stuff like that. You know what? We'll we'll talk basketball in a bit, but like looking at the Mavericks trade and being like, "Oh yeah, I guess that was kind of a thing," when they trade Porzingis for Dinwiddie and Bertans, and everyone's like, "That's nothing, and that's weird, and that's bad," and now they're going to the Western Conference Finals. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting to look at the deadline teams that do that, and when it pans out, and I, I think you absolutely have to acknowledge Max Domi here. No, I, I mean, I, I no, yeah. agree with you. And not I saying wish, you're not. I wish that. Yeah. He could have come here, but it's not how Me it too. worked out. And, you know, we no, know. we got stuck with Jake DeBrusque, which who, by the way, I will say had a great postseason, like had a great playoff. And, Absolutely. you know, he, he played very well. But 
There are a couple you're players. Gonna get, you're gonna get another. You're gonna get his Winter Classic jersey next I year. I am absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but I do also want to shout out Taylor Hall because he had a hell of a series as well. Like God, the man, fact that I love Taylor you Hall. Know, Long not live just, Taylor Hall. Not just scoring. Stay black and gold forever. No. Far from just scoring, dude. His Way defensive... tougher than I ever just thought he was, yep. and, and it wasn't like I thought he was weak by any means. I I don't know what I thought it was, but he's just tough as nails, and he's not afraid to get in there, and he's not afraid to hit you if you're being a dick. He's just like he'll police for his team. He sticks up for everybody. I, just um, I, I saw he who could he he's a guy who could have hung in 2009. I'm not saying he would have been in the same position he's in, but. I just like his he's ruthless. I like him. I saw multiple back checks by him that were like kind of eye opening to the way that he can play because he was making some of these plays where he was there was one specifically that he came all the way back to disrupt a like a two on one and he was below our goal line when the play started to develop and he hustled all the way back, got in there, got his stick in there, didn't allow for the play to happen. And it was impressive, man. Like I, I'm not saying give him the Selkie or by any means, but those are the types of plays that players who win the Selkie, like that's those are the plays that they make. How many more years of Taylor Hall do we have? Uh, I think we have a couple, at least two. Uh, I believe they signed him to a four-year deal, so maybe three. Yeah, because that was last offseason. We just signed him. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Great. I, I mean, th- that's something that we'll. About that. Something that we'll get into on our, you know, another episode coming up yeah. where we talk about what the future of the, this Bruins team is because there's a lot of question marks. Um, big one, obviously, being Patrice Bergeron, which, again, I, I there's no reason to get into that right now, but we absolutely no. will. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, we can we can give that one update from today. Well, okay, so the one update that I had seen today was was at the closeout day, I guess, you know, everyone goes in and cleans out their lockers and whatnot. And, and Bergeron was getting completely pelted with questions about his retirement, about his potential future in hockey. Is he going to go somewhere else? Is he going to stay in Boston? Is he ever going to play again? And basically somebody finally asked the question straight up. That was, can you see yourself playing somewhere else? And he just said, no. He basically he was like, my whole career I've played here. This place is very special to me. Um, I'm just looking at what's going to be best for my me and my family. I don't know what the future holds, but you know, he he didn't he's he adamantly said no, and I think that's what we all want to hear. You know, obviously Absolutely. we don't want him to retire. We want to see him continue to play, but I've said this to you before, and I'm sure I've said it on this podcast. If he needs to retire retire please don't go somewhere else i i none of us are going to be able to handle that and i don't see why that would happen in the first place it's not a sealed deal but some good news for them yeah on that front and one other thing that i thought was interesting for media day was a comment by marshan and it wasn't the one that i had sent you it was a different no we have to talk about we will talk about that one as well but this first one was that one's today marshan was very upset about how this ended because I think that they, you know, they wanted a long playoff run as always, but they wanted one for Bergeron. With, I mean, he in he case this up. was it. Was it enough though? No. It wasn't enough for you. No. No. 
Um, but his comment basically was like, we felt like if we made it through this series, we were going to the finals. And that's a pretty bold statement, to be honest. I mean, there's some really good teams. Like Carolina, I mean, uh, um, the Panthers and the Lightning are playing. Like, either of those two teams you match up against in potentially the Eastern Conference Finals, that's not an, that's not an easy run to the finals. Are not you crazy? Mention, not to mention, regardless of how poorly he played at one point in the last series, the fantastic netminder of the New York Rangers is no task to get by. No. And you guys just struggled with the third and second string. Right. Yeah, I mean, what, what what sort of confidence in goal scoring do you do you have, and why? I don't understand that. Right. Also, one 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 thing that we would never really shout out. I do, but I did watch it last night. Shout out to that rookie. I, I don't want to butcher his name, but that rookie from in Dallas. Dallas. Dude. Oh my god, this absolute beast last night. Stood on his head. Just stud. Um. But you know, Calgary clearly deserved to. I think go on there, but what a what a. What a series. For I him. will long, say. Long career ahead for that 23-year-old kid. There's two series that are going to be awesome, and it's going to be the Battle of Alberta, Oilers versus the very Flames. Very excited for that. There's still good hockey on, man, and, I, and I'm and i very upset the Bruins aren't a part of it, but this is one of those years where I'm like, I'm going to keep watching the playoffs. I really am. But then you got the Lightning and, you have, and the Panthers, and that's going to be a great series too. Both of those, all four of those teams hate each other, so that'll be great. Yeah. And then you have two series that literally nobody cares about. Carolina I'm, versus I'm the Rangers. For, I'm in for Kane's Rangers. Yeah, you would. What Why? about what about Blues what and Colorado? And and the Avalanche. Dude, I don't care. Talk about a snooze the, fest. Colorado's going to sweep. I'm going to fall asleep in the Western Conference Finals because of Colorado. Dude, they're going to sweep. The they're going to sweep through. Oh man! And then Florida looks be- beatable. So, of all the teams left, who do you want to? Who would you want to see win the most? The West is all I I got from that. Uh, the most I, I think I think it'd be interesting if if Connor McDavid is the quote unquote LeBron James of this league. Uh, other people's words, not my own. But he's obviously he's the. Would you consider him the best player in the league? E. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it'd be cool for him to win a title. I think it'd be cool for Edmonton to win a title. I, 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 I would uh, like to. I wouldn't be upset if Connor McDavid won. He's basically he's been in such a on such a bad team for so you know I shouldn't say so long. He's still a young kid, but like he's been there long enough, and it didn't it didn't really seem like it was going to improve until they've really recently started really playing well and. Dreisaitl obviously is a beast too, so they got a good team. I wouldn't be upset if those two guys won. Um, but as much as it hurts me to root for a team that Claude Giroux is on at this point, uh, I want to see Jumbo Joe get his ring. And I don't, I don't hate the Panthers. Like I'm, I've always liked them. If I, you know, just watching them, I'd have no reason to hate them. I much prefer to see them win than Tampa. Yeah. I'm done with Tampa winning again. Yeah. I'm just I I'm done I with Pat Maroon winning again. How about that? Yeah, I don't care about Claude Giroux winning. I don't know. I don't I don't like I don't want the East to win. I want the West. I'm hundred percent West. Wherever it may be. I, I just want to see Joe Thornton get, are you, get his ring. Are you anti Colorado? No, because I, I know that they're gonna I know they're gonna win. Like I know that they're gonna go to the finals and it's gonna be really hard to beat them. 
So I don't know. You so, wait. Who do you want? Who? Who would you? Prefer? I guess. I guess I want to see the Panthers win it. Wow. All right. I I like I like Joe Thornton. I I think that it would be good for for that team because there's a lot of like up until the playoffs, basically they couldn't sell out a game. You know, I, I, I like the franchise being there. So instead of relocating to somewhere stupid, I, I hope that they do well. Doesn't really matter. I mean, we're out, so it doesn't really matter to me who wins, except for I just don't want to see Tampa win again. And I don't want to see the yeah. Blues win because, I mean, we all know why. Hey, sometimes you're like Dirk Nowitzki, you know. You're a long time, like, very good player, and it pans out and you win a championship. And then sometimes you're like, Charles Barkley, and it never pans out. <laughs> Allen Iverson. <Yeah>. Chris Paul. <laughs> um, the list goes on. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe that's what Giroux and Thornton are destined for. Who knows? I don't know. I'm well, not one, the Panthers, though. I don't know. I love, as much as I love Joe. One last thing I want to say before we wrap up hockey. I won't be mad if they win. I'm no. not hoping they win, though. Okay, that's fine. You're Colorado all, right. all the way. You don't have any sort of like envy for the city of Miami right now. And I, yeah, Sunrise, Florida. It's right there. It's Miami. Mm. You don't have any sort of like F you guys because you have both teams alive right now. No. Cause I, cause I also think, spoiler alert, I also think, spoiler alert, there's going to be a gentleman sweep and the Celtics are going to win in five, but we'll get to that too. Um, oh, one, man. Like I, I said, to get to that. one last it's thing hot. before we wrap up hockey, I need to say. Shout out to Toronto, right? Let's go. <laughs> Dude, how bad? T-Dot. How bad is that team? <laughs> T-Dot. Oh. I got to say, ladies and gents, Sally's and Kent's, Toronto's finest. I just got to say, it's nice having some company at this, in this first round exit. It makes it a little more okay. Dude, Thanks. it's just... Being here with us, <laughs> I want to make a comment though because Mitch Marner, oh, Mitch Marner, we're had, not used to being here. He, Their guidance is everything. Mitch Marner has had the nerve in his in his post game, <laughs> uh, his post game seven presser, to say that we're getting sick and tired of feeling like this. My dude, you held out to take a huge contract and hurt your team. It's yeah. your fault that this is happening. Yeah. So what do you ma- what do you mean you're sick of feeling like this? No, no, no. It's your fault. I don't even want to say that he doesn't have help. It's on you that you didn't make up for that. You should be those players that you could have signed. Yeah, but Austin Matthews scored so many goals in the regular season, guys. No, I know they already had him. Yeah, dude, but he scored so many. Oh man, but so many, like record breaking many. Yeah, but how did that work out in the playoffs? And look, well I, I know that we're out. I know that we're out. But <laughs> about as well get, as come on. on the road. We dude. haven't lost. We haven't. We've made the second round. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've made the Eastern Conference Finals. We lost in the Stanley Cup not that long ago. Dude, but they're sick of feeling that way, you know. Oh, man. I hope they turn it around <laughs> and they stop making the playoffs. Never going to happen. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no. Anyways, so the Bruins, first round exit. the Bruins didn't end up where we wanted them to end up. 
but the Celtics ended up exactly where we wanted them to end up. Oh, boy, did they ever. And they played so well. Mm, Did they? Or did Grant Williams play so well? (laughs) All right, the Bucs, listen, the Bucs said, Grant Williams, you get the open shot. We're going to rotate on to you. So you're going to have the most open shots. You're going to have to beat us. And he was passing it up kind of early on because he was like two of seven. And then he just went off, man. Oh, man. Just a legendary performance. This is the second time that a player has had his career high and led both teams in a game seven. Other one was Lugans Dort for the Thunder in the bubble. Uh, fun little That was fact crazy. There. I, I was uh, like, I was yeah. shocked. I, I mean, it was just a beautiful game. Just, I just finally felt like every they played everything. They, they played themselves through and through, like a full, complete game. I know the Bucks came out hot. Even the Celtics team that you know has won a lot. You know, like they, it's not like they didn't give up leads. You know, they would just close out and win. And just, I had to listen to part of it on the radio. And Sean Grandy is just the best. Honestly, he he's. It almost feels like you you can literally visualize everything yeah, that's yeah. happening because he's just he's, he's perfect amazing. at it. But he was also he was highlighting uh just like he calls it the the Novocaine defense. And I don't know if that's his term or if that's a more popular term that I'm not as familiar with, but it's just like it's consistent and it wears you down and it just like numbs you and it eventually it works. And it's that's exactly correct. Like Giannis was allowed to beat us. Giannis missed layups. At Dude, the hoop. he was. I kept he was saying off. he had to get. I was. I kept saying he had to get tired at some point. And honestly, I. I'm. I'm still shocked it happened. I said it has to, and I'm still like I, after game six, I was like maybe he's not gonna get tired any at any point. And he he did. He looked gassed. He made some bad plays. I don't think those layups going or some of the so, like. I think he shoots a hundred percent, and we we can still win the game there. Uh, just oh, fantastic sure. effort. Sure. Uh, Brooke Lopez going a little bit early on for them, but then nobody could get it going. Pat Connaughton, who was a killer all series, was wiped out, uh, just could not perform, which was nice. I mean, shout out to the hometown kid, but I really never wish you success. I'm glad the Bucks are out. The but defending you- champions have been unseated. I now think the, the toughest team remaining for the Celtics is out of their way. This by no means... Uh, uh, is an indication of anything. I, there's still a lot of work to be done, but wow, fantastic series, fantastic game seven. I'm glad it sucked. I'm glad it wasn't a close epic game seven. Uh, I think the series was pretty epic, and then uh, because the the game seven was just so it was flat, and it was great. You got to give a <laughs> shout out to like the whole entire team though, because they were getting contributions from everybody. I mean, you had obviously uh, Grant Williams, but like. And and Tatum played played a, a great game too, but he had yeah. like Peyton Pritchard come in and start dropping threes like crazy too. It was just this like, is what I do. Everything was going well. <laughs> everything was going the way it should have went. P and, Rabbit, this yeah. is what I do. It was great yelling that to his own bench. Love it. Oh man, four threes for Peyton. Just yeah. But like if they play like that, there's nobody that can beat them. Like it it is not. No You're one right. no one can beat that team. Yeah, I mean, and it's interesting 
it's just like it's they're not getting a defensive break. Like Giannis is a monster defenseman. Now you now you got Bam Adebayo and you got Jimmy Butler. You go from Drew Holiday and and Giannis to Butler and Bam. It's not going to be any easy task by any means. Those both those players are fantastic defenders. Uh, Jimmy Butler has been leading the Heat in like every major stat, including blocks and assists. I think. Um, you know, Bam gonna have a chip on his shoulder, thinking he should have been Defensive Player of the Year over Marcus. Um, just, it's gonna be a tough series. I like, I, I want to hear about this Celtics in five. I, I, I think it's very possible. Uh, we talk about with the Bruins about them beating themselves. We, we gotta talk with about the Celtics literally beating themselves. Yes, there's a couple of officiating things that that go a few ways. I don't want to blame that. I want, I want to blame the Celtics in those scenarios for allowing that 13 point deficit comeback, allowing these other things. I'm so glad that they could persevere. They were the better team and they should have been able to do what they did and come back in games six and seven. I'm just very happy that they did it. I was worried. Yeah. I mean, obviously there, there was no, like there was no, definite feeling in that series like I wasn't like we're gonna we're gonna do this it was like this team this is the defending champs I mean you have to take them as seriously as possible which they did you know they kind of blew game six they had that game in the bag but uh well game six right where they they pretty much they were winning and then they ended up No, they blew game five game five that's what it was at Um, home yeah and so you know it, it was it was definitely nerve wracking, but they were just as in it the whole entire series as the Bucks were. And I don't, I didn't feel like at any point, I didn't look. There was a point in the Bruins series after Game Five where I was like, this felt like the end of the season. Like this loss felt like the end of the season, and I never felt that with yeah. the Celtics, even when they did lose. I always felt yeah. kind of like, you know. It's a seven-game series. It's gonna go seven. Let's be honest. Like I don't yeah. remember what I predicted at the beginning, but Celtics had the luxury of having that at home. Yeah, you know, which I they mean, don't even to go down time. three two, like they had to go into Milwaukee for Game Six, and that was big. But they had won one in Milwaukee, so they knew they could do it. I just now now you're losing home court. You you can't drop home games to the to the Heat. You can't. Right, and I think they dropped him, and I I think this Heat series being a gentleman sweep is a matter of the Celtics playing Celtics basketball, um, and I think they did play it in Game Seven, and I think there was flashes of it in the other games, but this was the most complete game uh, through and through, and so and I just need need that, and I and I I wouldn't put a gentleman sweep past it at all. That's but just I, my who's, guess. Who's, Maybe who's I'm going to being... show up? Are they going to beat themselves? You know. I'm and being Peter, super optimistic. Peter going to have more rest, you know, yeah. so we'll see. No, I love that super op- optimism. I but here's the thing. I, I guess what I'm saying is I believe that's possible, but I just I don't I don't see the same Celtics team show up every night and I and I think, you know, we, again we 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 dropped two games there. Uh No, but to uh, be fair, as of late they've been more consistent than prior, you know? Like they've been yeah, maybe they have an off night and I understand that an off night in the playoffs is like that's huge, seeing as there is only potentially seven games. But, you know, I think that more often than not, they've been playing their game. And, yeah, we got some guys banged up. Obviously, Marcus Smart is questionable for game one. I don't know if you think he's going to play. But, you know, I think that they've figured out what they need to do. 
and they know what this Heat team is going to throw at them. And obviously, yeah, it's going to be, they don't know everything, but I think that they have a good handle on what their game plan needs to be. And I just, I feel confident, man. I think that, like you said, the hardest series that our hardest test was probably the Bucks. I so. think hands down, I really do. And I, and I think the, the hardest remaining test that again, you got to get to would have been the Suns, and and you know, look, look at that. You really don't think Golden you know? State? No, I mean, I think Golden State hasn't shown themselves to be Golden State. I think it's all the players. Everyone says this Golden State team isn't good. I don't understand that. I think it's just that the the big three need to play more together. They've still barely played together. It's been mostly this playoffs. Uh, so I I don't I I can't write them out. Uh, but I also won't bet against Luca now after seeing what he can do. I don't know. I, like Golden State is a is a threat. I I just you got to get there. Is, How about we talk at, about at, it when at, we get look there? Look at Jason. Look look at Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum's record in Oracle in their careers. It's over five hundred. So uh, it might be undefeated. I'm not sure. It's I think it's undefeated since seventeen. They haven't lost. The Celtics haven't lost a game in Golden State either of the arenas in in years in, okay and, and i believe their careers so i don't i don't know like you know yes they, they've been there they're three-time champs um i don't know i we'll cross that I like bridge our when we get up to there it. we cross that bridge if and when we get there i i i'm not writing the warriors in over the mavericks i guess is my other point point there okay that's fair so let's let's preview this series a little bit. Like, tell me what your tell me what your concerns are for the series. Tell me what you think that we are going to do better than Miami. And I at the end of it, obviously, I want to hear your prediction. You heard I said, gentlemen, sweep. You give me, I'll give you one win, and that's it. First one's free, but that's it. And then we're taking it home and going to the finals. I hope. And but I'd like to hear like what you think we're gonna need to do in order to win four games. Uh, we're gonna need scoring outside of the Jays. Uh, we're gonna need them to to work to get you know solid numbers, mid twenties. You know, one of them hitting thirty, and and one of them gets mid twenties. Usually, will win. If, if we can't get that, we need to count on you know a, a Grant Williams game. We need to count on Peyton Pritchard being solid off the bench. Derek White disappeared once again offensively. He just had that one three made. A lot of misses. We need him to either be. Pick his his role as a playmaker, or or start hitting those shots. Like again, we saw he has the potential to do that. We just need him to keep doing that. Um, yeah, it's it's just getting it's the other players. And and here's the thing: you talk about is Marcus Smart going to play? Is Robert Williams going to play? You know, we know he was available for Game Seven, um, but ultimately never went in there. <clears throat> Seemed to me it was like in case of emergency, uh, and the emergency never came. So with that, are you going to try to rest him to see how you match up with Miami without well, him? I believe I heard today that he was going to play with no restrictions. Wow. It, which is concerning to me. I mean, Bone Bruce was just about to keep John Morant out of the playoffs indefinitely. Here's the thing. We haven't talked about this yet, too. I'm petrified about this Bone Bruce. I think it's... Because if it is what I think it is, do you know where it is? It's his knee, right? Yeah. So it sounds like where they cut the meniscus that those two bones hit each other and it's bruised. So basically my concern going into him coming back 
was yeah. that he was going to be coming back too quickly and something would happen. Well, here's the thing. I, th- I, I think no matter what, this would happen. So you think it was a freak it's accident like- or it was bound to happen? No, I, th- I think this is a repercussion of the surgery. That's what my concern was. There was, seemed to be no reason. No, 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 to... I, no, no, I know. But what I'm saying is, is like, like that piece of meniscus, which is the, may, pretend, perhaps the. Again, I'm I'm not a effing doctor. Are you I sure? Don't even know anatomy. Yeah, dude, I just play one on TV. You know <laughs> okay, shut right, up, right. friends. Dude, it's the funniest show in the world. <laughs> um, so, God, I hate Kevin Bright. Um, anyways, uh, I I'm worried that the meniscus was separating maybe the two bones one of which where the impact happened uh i don't know i don't, I don't know the details of it i'm worried i'm worried that it's to cause and effect but there's a chance that it's something that happened during the surgery they said or something or maybe it was from before I don't, I don't really know it's not been made clear and that makes me think it's a repercussion of that but here the, the, as so much as to say that like if they were going to do the surgery the whole time like no matter what this was inevitable, I guess, is my point. Not that he came back too soon or anything like that. Like, there's... Yeah. Okay. So, injuries are definitely a concern for you, whether it's Marcus Smart or Robin Williams or whatever. No, that's I mean, that's that's the thing. I I that, that I still believe in the Celtics. Oh, me too. But I'm... With, I'm, with, 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 with or without those guys. I, I really do. I guess that's just a matter of how many games I think it, it would be. Yeah. Truly. Um... You lose Marcus for a game. You try to sit Bob Bill. I still think you can do it in f- five, six. Uh, I, I don't think you want to go seven. I don't think you want to have to win this in Miami. It's, it's a great home crowd. I just, I I would love to come out and punch them in the mouth and win game, win game one. Statistically, I think that 65% of the time, the team that was rested and didn't play in a game seven wins or something, I heard. Uh, so, so you're saying I, there's a chance. So we got a 35% chance. <laughs> and I want it to be successful. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I we got to... I think, I think the big thing is, you know, control Jimmy Butler. Just give Tyler Hero the, the worst. Like, I, like, I remember Jalen Brown said something like he's like a... He's, he's a bubble bitch or something like that. I, I need... I need Jalen Brown to give Tyler Hero his worst playoff series of the playoffs so far. I, I need him. I need him shut down. And I think. I mean, I think that the Celtics help. need him to be shut down because he he can be he can sneakily like steal a game for you easily. He could steal a few. Yeah, he, he's a difference maker now. Right. He's you know six NBA six six man of the year. Uh, I'll admit I didn't I didn't see that coming. Um, but let's 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 bring him back down to earth. Let's shut him down. Jalen Brown takes a little chip on his shoulder about Tyler Hero. So let's see it. Shut him down, Jalen. I would love to watch that. That's a, that's honestly low key the matchup. I'm, I'm dying to see. Are they going to have Kyle Lowry at what capacity? At what percentage? Is Victor Oladipo going to be a difference maker? They, you know this team's deep, and the the fact of the matter was the Bucks weren't. You know I know where they were down Middleton. But even Middleton in there, it's just like you know, Grayson Allen was a liability. They were still gonna have to go to their bench. They they were just thinner without him, but not really. Like they they brought out George Hill. They didn't play Ibaka. They didn't play Javon Carter. I, I just the Bucks weren't deep. They have Giannis and they have good players. You know, Drew Holiday is 
unbelievable. Yeah. Love Drew Holiday. My favorite book. Uh, but they, they just, they weren't deep. Miami, Miami has a lot of people who can play basketball, is my opinion, if you let them. So, gotta, gotta eliminate that. Gotta shut them down. No Struce games. Duncan Robinson hasn't been playing. Don't let him get put in and have a game. No Vincent games. No Oladipo games. Play that Celtics defense and you're good. I mean, that's. I think they're going to be grit and grind. Like, I think there might be a game where someone wins like 92 to 86. Like, these, these could be, these could be like 90s bad night of basketball looking <laughs> basketball scores. 75 to 84 Celtics win. All <laughs> right. So, so what's your series prediction here then? Or do you I not think so? You not I think the Celtics. Like... I think the Celtics come out and they sneak out game one. Okay. And then they come out and they 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 just win game two. And like it was it's a good game, but they win. They sneak game one, like they pull it out. Game two, they kinda handle, they win. Then they lose at home game three. Wow, and really? Like, what the hell? What are you doing? And then they win and then they go and they shut it down in Miami. Gentlemen sweep. Oh, so you we're on the same page. I'm going with it. I think it's I think it's more like six, but this is I'm I'm, I'm talking myself into this. All it's right. up to them. It's up to them. And even if we don't have Robert Williams, and if we if Smart needs to rest for a game, I, I still have faith in that. Okay. Big minute. Big minutes from smaller dudes. Big minutes from smaller dudes. That's what we need. I love it. Like to hear it. I, I'm looking forward to uh, to the game. To the next couple games, actually, and then also some regular time games. I know that's not it's not really regular time for you, but like these the three thirty or the four thirty or whatever start times are so random for playoff games. Like that's in the middle of oh, the I day lo- for so you. I looked at this. Every single one is five thirty for the Celtic series, and then every single one for the Dallas. Uh, Golden State series is 6 p.m. Except for if there's a game seven, it's 5 p.m. So it's all nice. It's all good. 8.30 start, though. You're down with that? Yeah, I think I am. I mean, I'd rather it be 7.30, but, I mean, you know, it's better than three. They try to get more of these West Coast eyes on it, you know? Yeah. For the conference finals. Makes sense. Yeah. I'm excited. Me too. I'm ready. Hey, I, I one 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 last very random thing. Okay. I was watching the uh, the Red Sox games on the MLB Network tonight. Uh, they're playing the, uh, the 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 shittiest franchise in in all of major sports. They get the Yankees tonight. No, no. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. The the their their co-title. Oh, oh, oh. their co-title owner, the Houston Astros. Um, so. It's it's so I it, it basically I want to talk about Bob Costas and how Bob was like NFL the Olympics it just kind of feels like the the sports voice of our entire life yeah and so like when he left NBC I was like damn there he goes Bob Costas on to greater pastures there he goes and it's like no he just does like random games for the MLB network. Like his retirement was like, all right, I'm going to go call baseball. It's so sick. Yeah. Or like, I mean, I guess he never said he's retiring or whatever, but like, I got to feel like, I feel like it was his choice to, you know, step out of the 
spotlight in a, in a way. And he's he's just calling the Red Sox and the Astros right now for the MLB Network. I, th- I thought it was it was very it's very interesting. I can't remember another time where it feels like this major sports voice like was like doing his step away or his step down, and then it's just like yeah, it's just like <laughs> here I am. Do whatever ML, I want. Random, now. random MLB network yeah, yeah. games. Like I, I get when like someone goes from major to like a local team, and then they travel to the local team. Like those seem like good gigs and whatever. But like he's just like going where they send him. <laughs> Living the dream. Know. Living the dream. I don't know. Maybe he gets to pick the games. Maybe that's the perk of being Bob Costas. I don't know. Shout out to Bob Costas, and I'm glad you're loving life calling baseball games. And uh, I'm not going to shout out the Red Sox because good God. I want to wrap Ooh. it up on this one thing that we forgot to talk about earlier that is uh, hopefully, you know, it's a little funny. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, great. So so Brad Marchand shows up to clear out his locker and finish up, mm-hmm. you know, his, his media questions and whatnot. And he's wearing a Ramones T-shirt. So one shout of the reporters, the, the Ramones. shout out to the Ramones. One of the reporters naturally asks him, what is your favorite Ramones song? And his response was, I'll be honest. <clears throat> I have no idea who Ramon is. <laughs> I mean, that's not e- like you don't even know who the Ramones are. It's not one guy named Ramon. <laughs> You couldn't, na- so he couldn't name any of them because he thinks it's just a guy. I don't know who Ramon is. Where does oh, he even Ramones? get that shirt? How do you not know? Like, how have you gone through life thinking, "Oh, this is a Ramon song"? Like when someone told you that, and then obviously it was one year in one year and out the other. But like, like he always thought, like this is Ramones. Like people were, were calling the music like of a man named Ramon. I don't, it's just, it's so, was it like a dad joke? Like, is there a video? Of I don't, it? I'm going to have to look and see if there is a video because I'd love to see it. But I mean, regardless, if that was a dad joke and he intentionally said it, it's amazing. And if that was honest and like complete, it's amazing. Either way, either it's way, it's great. Yeah, it's amazing. And it should be a soundbite forever. I hope it's that he literally thinks that the Ramones were a man named R- Ramon, and he just liked the shirt. Yeah. yeah, he's like, he was like, oh, this must have been like the Prince rival or whatever, dude. Wild. So shout out Brad Marchand, <sighs> and shout out Ramon. See you, next year. <laughs> See you next year, Brad. See you next year, Brad. I'm gonna go listen to some Ramon. Go listen to Ramon. Actually, I'm gonna listen Break to some guitar, Stretched. Man. Hell yeah. We should we should start playing them now. Yeah, let's do that. Alright. Go seize. Gentlemen.